0: Right now at Kohl's, it's the last minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select Styles 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code receive 20 Offers and coupons do not apply to Toys and Beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. What is an abolitionist? Now, we know what an abolitionist was in 1847. It was someone who wanted to abolish or destroy all the systems of slavery and to set free those who were enslaved. What does that mean today in the American context? What does it mean to be an abolitionist in 2019? What systems are we aiming to destroy? How do we destroy them? And who are we aiming to set free? Today, I want to unpack this and more because I'd like to invite you to become an abolitionist with me. But first, we have to agree on what it means. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. All the way back in 1847. this is still the height of slavery in the united states where millions of people are enslaved not just in the united states but in countries all around the world they are starting to abolish the systems but the vestiges around the world still remain but in the united states the systems are still in 1847 in full force in 1847 two men, Frederick Douglass and Martin Delaney, two freedom fighters, two young abolitionists at that time, decided to start a newspaper in New York, in Rochester, called The North Star. And we restarted that company just this year. And the breakdown is a podcast of The North Star. They started The North Star for a few reasons. And if you don't know this story, The North Star is actually a star in the sky that many people who escaped plantations would use to track their course northward so that they could flee the south and get north you have to understand many times when people would literally would escape the plantation many times they had never been off of that plantation many times they had never been able to explore the land the country the terrain And it was always told and whispered in secrets and embedded in songs that you could follow this particular star northward to freedom. And the North Star in many ways became sacred on plantations in black culture with black folk because it was a star that you could follow to freedom. And They named their newspaper in 1847. Frederick Douglass and Martin Delaney named their newspaper, the North Star, after that star. And the newspaper was an abolitionist paper. It was designed to fight for freedom unashamedly, without reservation. And when we restarted the North Star, our mission is the same. We are an abolitionist paper. Our goal, our mission is to fight for freedom is to spur you to action. And that's why we have Action Steps on this podcast, because we're not just here to change the news. We're here to change the world. We're here to to help abolish evil systems, unjust systems, systems of enslavement. And when people use the word abolitionist, they mainly use it in... Historical context to talk about Frederick Douglass or Martin Delaney or others who were speaking out. Yet there is a, a young movement. I almost want to call it a youth movement. To uh, of people around the country to say that they are abolitionists, and I want us just for a few minutes today. To investigate that idea to to challenge it, not to not to uh, rebuke it. I, I think it should be embraced. I just want us to talk about it. What does it mean to be an abolitionist in 2019 and 2020? What does it mean to be an abolitionist in the current American context? I think by and large today in the context of the United States, when when people call themselves abolitionists today, that we are talking about the current criminal justice system, the current systems of mass incarceration. We call it the legal system, the system of, of laws and penalties, but certainly the systems of mass incarceration of jails, prisons, police departments, sheriff's offices, district attorney's offices, Now, as you've heard me say on this podcast before, we don't have one criminal justice system or one legal system. It's really about 30,000 microsystems made up of over 10,000 jails and prisons, over 10,000 police departments and sheriff's offices, now nearly 2,500 district attorney's offices and nearly 7,500 different types of offices connected to the legal system all over the country that it's really 30,000 microsystems and inside or, or maybe even outside of, of those 30,000 systems floating in and out are now millions and millions of laws. The United States has more laws than any country in the world, than any country in the history of the world, that at any given time, each of us is probably breaking a law just existing in this country over the course of each day you probably unknowingly, unwittingly do something to break a law if it's going a mile over a speed limit, if it's not stopping directly at a stop sign the way someone wants you to stop. I mean, and I could go on and on if it's uh, talking on the phone in your car or touching it while you're driving. I mean, those are traffic violations, but there are millions and millions of laws that are easy to break unknowingly, unwittingly, that somebody could use to weaponize against us at any given point in time. So we have these millions of laws. We have these tens of thousands of offices and departments and prisons and jails. And when people talk today about being a modern-day abolitionist, they are mainly talking about abolishing those systems. And how do we do that? What does it look like? How do we abolish the modern systems of injustice. What does that look like? Where do we begin? Well, I think it begins first at the admission that there is a modern system of injustice that is pseudo-slavery in its essence that didn't just come chronologically after American slavery it is a direct link. It is the direct result, the, the child, the direct descendant of slavery in this country. And I have to recommend a book. And if I had to name five books that have influenced me in life, this would probably make the cut. It's called Slavery by Another Name, The Reenslavement of Black Americans from the Civil War to World War II. And it's by Douglas Blackman, and it actually won the Pulitzer Prize in 2008. And there's also a brilliant, painful documentary that I absolutely implore that you watch. If you search Slavery by Another Name documentary, you can find a link to it on PBS if you have a subscription to PBS. But if you search it on YouTube, the last time that I checked, the documentary was also on YouTube for you to watch in full. And few books break down exactly how the modern systems of mass incarceration were just created in the place of traditional American plantation chattel slavery. That those systems in in the aftermath of the Civil War with the Emancipation Proclamation and the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, that those systems of slavery, as we knew it, were abolished. But the book Slavery by Another Name picks up and says, actually, while those systems were abolished, immediately new systems were put in place of those old systems. And Douglas Blackman, his book Slavery by Another Name really lays out the architecture and design. I mean, this book is 450 pages of a deep dive in how the modern systems of mass incarceration and imprisonment were just built as the replacement of the systems of slavery. And so here we have today more people incarcerated in the United States not just in any country in the world, but then in any country in the history of the world. We currently have more people on parole or probation than any country in the world or any country in the history of the world. We have that because this system of mass incarceration was built not 20 years ago, not 50 years ago, while it exploded in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. It has deep, deep roots, and it's hard to combat It's hard to fight against it because it's coming at you, again, not from one system that can be abolished, but from 30,000 microsystems. So when you ask yourself, well, what is an abolitionist? Well, first and foremost, an abolitionist is someone who openly, honestly, earnestly recognizes that the new systems of mass incarceration were built on top of On top of the foundation of the systems of American slavery, using literally sometimes the same people, the same rules, the same laws, the same policies, and often enslaving the exact same people. And so you have to accept that premise that the systems we have today of mass incarceration, they're not new, they're old. They're not just to keep people safe, they are designed to keep certain people in power and to keep certain people out of power. They are designed for profit. They are designed for jobs. They are designed for wealth. I'm talking about the current systems of mass incarceration. Now, of course, everybody's willing to admit that the systems of American slavery were built for were built for wealth, were built for economic purposes, but were also built to uplift white people at the expense of Africans, at the expense of black people from throughout the diaspora. We know that. That's undeniable. But what I need you to accept, and and this is the premise that I'll linger on today, and we'll pick back up on this tomorrow. What I need you to accept is that the modern systems of mass incarceration were built for the very same reasons. They weren't built to keep certain people safe. And I'm going to unpack tomorrow how they were designed to keep certain people in power and certain people out of power. And I want to unpack exactly what it means to tear down those systems and to build new equitable systems in its place. For today's action step, I have some homework for you. All right. Uh, two things that I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and purchase that book. And I think it'd be great if you can purchase a, an ebook. book um, You can try the audio book on Audible as well. If that's if that floats your boat, if you know that will help you read it um, or you can go ahead and get it in hardcover or paperback. I'd like for you to purchase the book. Slavery by Another Name The Reenslavement of Black Americans from the Civil War to World War II. It's an indispensable book in my library, in my mind. And as much as I want to unpack what it means to be an abolitionist, I need you to have this book first because nothing is going to help you understand how the systems of mass incarceration were just built to replace the systems of American slavery. So purchase that book. That's homework number one. Homework number two, assignment number two, is to go ahead and watch that documentary. Now, the documentary is less than two hours. The book is, you know, maybe 20 hours of information. The documentary, though, is essential because it gives sight and sound. It gives image and color and visual nuance to the horrors of the book. Uh, The book, when I use the word horrors, while the book is a hard read, it's not it's it's not um, trauma porn, if you will. It's it breaks down the systems who built them, where they were built, how they were built exactly piece by piece, brick by brick, policy by policy. And I want you to have this as a tool because I want this show. I want the breakdown to be able to produce abolitionists. But in order for us to be able to produce that, I need you to understand the systems that were built. All right. Purchase the book. That's assignment number one, action step number one. And go ahead and watch the documentary. And you can watch the documentary before you read the book, after you read the book or while you read the book. It doesn't matter. So you can search it on Google, Slavery by Another Name Documentary, You can also search it on YouTube, because as of yesterday, there was a documentary on there, uh, the full version of it, Slavery by Another Name, the documentary, all right? Check that out. Get the knowledge, the understanding that you need so that we can really approach and tackle this issue together, because I want the North Star, I want the breakdown today in its modern form to be all about abolition. Take care, everybody. Break it down Break, 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 break. Right now at Kohl's, it's the last-minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.